What is going on? My name is Tyler Sturvin. I'm the pastor of different church and I'm so thankful that you're joining us today. And if you want more information on our church, you can check out our website, dfrnt.church. But before we hop into today's message, can you do me a favor on whatever platform you're listening from? Will you give us a follow? And hey, if it blesses you, why don't you hit that five stars? Because all of that helps us reach more people with the word of God. All right, I'm done. Let's hop into today's message. Let's do it. Different Church, welcome. How are you? One, I haven't seen you in a little bit, man. I just want to say thank you so much for being a part, for joining us, all of that. Now, I don't know where you're watching from or what platform you're watching. I just want to say thank you to everybody online, but also in person. We have a ton of people behind the scenes that make stuff happen, whether it's with YouTube or Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. Now, we've said this this whole month, and I hope you're not getting tired of it. This summer is a summer for us to what? To what? To what? Put in the comments. To grow. That's all we're doing. That's all we're focusing on is our growth. And can I tell you something? Success is never on sale, okay? Growth will always cost you something. The book costs money, right? The gym membership costs money. Eating healthy costs more. Success, there are a lot of things for sale. There are a lot of things that are free. There are no coupons to success. There are no BOGOs. There are no half-offs when it comes to success. Success and growth will cost you. It will hurt. You're waking up early. You're staying up late. You're praying when you want to talk bad about somebody. You're reading when you want to binge watch something. Success is never on sale. It never has been and never will be. That's why not everyone finds it. That's why not everyone sees it. And for us here at the church, this is our summer. This is going to be a success-filled summer, and I'm believing that with you. But you know, there's a misconception. Hear me, hear me. I don't grow because I'm trying to look better to you. I grow because I want to be better, right? The moment we allow our seasons of growth to follow what someone else is doing, it may last for a week, two weeks, three weeks. We're trying to prove, no, no, no. I don't grow to prove you wrong. I don't prove to make me look better to you. I grow so that I become better, right? Because the moment you lose interest in me, the moment you stop growing, what happens if my growth is contingent on you? What happens? Well, I stop growing because you don't care anymore. You're not growing anymore. I'm not competing with you anymore. I'm not competing with anybody when it comes to my growth. When it comes to my private life, I'm not, be, I'm not looking holy just because you think I'm not holy. I'm not doing it. I'm not reading because you're smarter than me. I'm reading so that I can grow and become the best me that I can possibly be. That's what I'm doing. And this summer is a challenging summer. Anytime you have to wake up early, anytime you have to stay up late, anytime you have to read more, anytime you have to pray more, it's always going to hurt a little bit. And even, hey, and even my daughters, okay, Salem, or no, it was Asher. Asher just kind of got hit with her first decision on growth, okay? So our kids' ministry is raising money for kids in Albania, right? And we were going to, so she had like her piggy bank and she had some quarters and nickels, dimes, pennies, whatever. And she had them 
and we're going to eat somewhere. And the place that we're eating had like a gumball machine, right? Or like it had like toy machines. And so she runs to me. She goes, Dad, I want to give money to the kids in Albania for their birthday. But I also want toys or these like little rubber ducky things that are in the thing. She's like, I want to do that too. And so I look at her and I told her, you, neither of them are bad, right? Nothing's bad whether you help serve somebody or you enjoy what you have. Neither of them are bad, right? But there's a choice. There's a, what am I going to do? So then I just said, what if you did a little bit here and a little bit here rather than I got to get one? What if you enjoyed a rubber ducky, but then you also were able to send a rubber ducky to somebody? And she's like, okay, I got this. But anytime there's a decision that's going to challenge you and especially grow you in finances and your marriage and reading and your personal growth, whatever, you're going to go, man, I want to do this, but I got to do this. Hey, it's okay. We're growing. Make the decision. Make a decision today to grow. And so that's what we've been doing all month when it comes to walking through the book of Romans, Love, Death, and Romans, whether it's online, like uh, we've been putting up Bible uh, videos every single week, or um, we just launched the Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I know we just released our Girl Talk on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you want to, you can go listen and grow, especially if you're a lady and you just need to be challenged um, a little bit, but hey, we're in the we're in one of the most famous Bible passages in the world, Romans eight twenty eight. Okay, so if you have a Bible, turn there, whatever, or you can read online. Check this out, Romans eight twenty eight. Look at what it says. And if you don't have this memorized, if you don't have this tattooed on you, whatever you got to do, get Romans eight twenty eight close to you. Look at what it says. And we know that God causes. Look at this word, everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. At very beginning, Romans 8, 28, for we know that God causes, look at that word, everything. God causes every, every good thing? No. Every bad thing? No. Every medium thing? No. God causes every single thing to work together for good. God causes, and that's crazy. And you know what I've learned in my life, okay? I'm not super smart. I haven't been on this earth for too long, but you know what I've learned? Sometimes you've got to walk through bad things to see good things, right? Everything, right? You go on a vacation, a road trip, the road trip is usually worse than the vacation, but you've got to go on the road trip. You've got to get on the flight. You've got to pack the bags to get to where you're trying to go and to see what you're trying to see. For every bad thing, there's something good that's attached to it. But here's where we miss it, okay? Our spiritual life cannot consist of God let nothing bad happen. God wants more intimacy than that. Of course he's going to protect you. But our whole Christian life, our whole prayer life is, God, let there be money coming in. God, let me not get sick. God, let this good thing happen. He's like, bro, I'll do that. I want, I want more than that. I want you to love me more than just using me to protect you. 
My daughters don't just wake up every morning, hey, I'm going to eat, right? Okay, good. Won't see you until tomorrow when I ask you the same thing. No, our prayer life has to be more than just God bail me out. God protect me. Let nothing bad happen. He craves intimacy with us. He craves intimacy with us. But it's really like we just take these passages of the Bible, we throw them away, and we pray as if none of this stuff's going to happen. No, because this is a promise from Him, I kind of don't even have to really pray it. You know what I mean? This is His character to turn bad things good. So I don't really have to spend a lot of my time asking Him to turn bad things good. I've just got to get to know Him. That's all I've got to do. But our whole Christian life consists of God let nothing bad happen. What? What? That is the most miserable Christian life I've ever seen in my life. He wants more. Talk to him. Enjoy him. Hang out with him. Not just God let let my boss not be mad. Let money be in the account. You know what else? Doesn't don't bad things make you cherish good things a lot more? Like you wouldn't even know. So I live in Tennessee, right? And so in Tennessee, allergies are crazy. And you know how you kind of forget you even have a nose until your nose doesn't work? You ever realize, like, you take your nose for granted until it stops working. And a lot of times we can take the good things God, God's given us for granted because bad thing, uh, unless a bad thing happens, and we're like, God, thank you so much that I'm this. Thank you, God. God, thank you so much. And it's almost like we need bad things and bad seasons and bad times to really cherish the good things God's done in our life. Because if it was always good, we would never say thank you. Right? Because the moment, like right now, I'm not stopped up. So I don't even think about my nose. But the morning I wake up and can't breathe, I just, I'm about to die. I might as well die. I'm not even going to get up. But it's almost like we have to go through the hard times to really cherish good things. And it's his promise. This is God's promise for you. That there will always be, listen, God's promise is there is always breakthrough attached to anything that's bad. Anything bad you go through, there is breakthrough attached to it. God is not concerned about how much debt you're in. God is not concerned about how many relationships you lost. God is not concerned with how much money's in the bank, how many people you screwed over. He doesn't make his promise based on your past. He makes his promise based on his promises and his character. That's what he does. He's not concerned with how much money you've got you owe somebody. He's not concerned about what you've been through, how many jobs you've lost. He's not concerned. He doesn't plan his promises based on your past at all. He plans his promises based on himself, how good he is. And this right here lets you know he will never leave me nor forsake me. He is not checking me. He is not at the door. Oh, you cussed today. You sinned today. You didn't tithe this week. You didn't go to church. No. He doesn't base his plans on my past at all. Every bad thing we go through has a breakthrough attached. And then we can start walking with a little more swagger, can't we? We can start walking around with a little more oomph in our step because now we know God's, look at this, God is for me, he's not against me. 
God is for me. He's not against me. He's not looking at how much money I owe. He's not looking at all the jobs I lost. He's not looking at all the relationships I failed. If God is for me, he is not plotting against me. He's planning for my future. That's his character. That's who he is. That's what he wants to do. And in your life, that's what he wants to do. Stop looking and dwelling on your past saying, God can't use me. God's not worried about you. He's worried about what he's going to do through you. That's what he's doing. And it says, God turns everything. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Different Churches YouTube campus. Do me a favor before we continue. Go ahead and hit subscribe, notification bell, so you can be up to date with all the sermons we drop. All right, now that you're here, go ahead and check out all of our other social medias, Facebook, Instagram. Check us out, Different Church Nashville, just so you can be up to date with what we have. All right, and now if you're feeling led to, if God's calling you, go ahead and head to the website, dfrnt.church, hit the generosity tab, and feel whatever you were led to do, and I pray that God will just lead you in this lesson, so let's get to it. Have you ever wondered what's at the root of homelessness? I used to try to describe it to my husband that um, I said, I feel like I'm in this big spider web and I'm stuck in there. And how wraparound approaches at missions aim to make a difference? It's the things like that. The people who communicated that in spite of my rough edges, that they authentically cared about me. On the Restorers podcast, we'll talk to experts, investigate current issues, share stories, and give you an inside look at how we at Water Street Mission tackle issues related to homelessness and poverty every single day. Join us by searching Restorers wherever you find your podcasts. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything, look at this, to work together for one word, G-O-O-D, good. God causes everything to work together for good, for good, everything. Now I know, listen, now you know, because this is his word. This is what, listen, this is what he said to you. So God is not like a man that he should lie, the word says. God is not like a man that he should lie. So everything I read in this book, I can say, God said this to me. And this says, God turns everything for good, for good. So I know every bad thing I walk through, guess what? Good's coming. Every, every bad season I've walked through, good's coming. Every debt that every bill that hits my table, good's coming. Every broken relationship, good's coming. Every person that stabbed me in the back, good's coming. Because look, it's what he tells me. It's his word that is going to turn out for good. This is going to turn for good. I don't... But that's hard to believe sometimes, isn't it? When you're in the middle of the bad, right? Tyler, easier said than done. Hey, easier said than done. Right now, uh, it's a little complicated. It's a little complicated. But look at this. I don't think we question the goodness of God. I think we question the timeliness of God. Whenever I was in school, like in high school, I'd get to a class, right? And all I would do 
is stare at the clock as the seconds went. And I'd be like, this is taking so long. This class is taking so long. But you know what I learned in it? The longer I focus on the getting out of the class, the longer it takes for the class to get out. But the more I focus on learning in the class, the faster the time went. Now the seconds don't go any faster, do they? The time doesn't magically go faster, does it? No. But what I do in the class determines how fast it goes. What my focus is in the class will change how long it takes. And a lot of times when we're in bad seasons, we focus our whole season trying to get out of it rather than what are you trying to teach me in it? And then we get mad when it takes too long, right? Then we get mad because it takes too long. No, we have to shift, right? We don't have a problem with the goodness of God. We have a problem with the timeliness of God. And he's like, no, 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 no. We're not focusing on this. We're focusing on what we're going to learn. We're focusing on what you're trying to teach us, what you're trying to teach me right now. And his word says, God turns everything for what? Good, good, good. So I can trust you. Though right now I'm in the middle of the turnaround, right? It says he turns everything for good. So I may not see it right now, but I know eventually. So if I know that he's good, I can trust his timing will be good too. I know that his timing is going to be good. And this is something that we really have to begin to ask ourselves. Do... Am I okay with walking through this season of life even when I don't see the end of the tunnel? Am I still going to be faithful to him even if it's not happening how I thought it was going to happen? Because his vision, look, his vision is different than my vision. I don't see what he sees. He doesn't base his decisions on what's happening this week like I do. He bases his decision on the eternal. Look, he's looking at the eternity side of it. I'm looking at this week that I need to get groceries and gas. He's saying, no, no, no. I see the eternity side of it. That's how I make my decisions. How does Tyler, not how does God fit into Tyler's plans, but how does Tyler fit into God's plans? That's the decisions he makes. That's what he, that's what he's doing. And then it kind of changes the game. And here's what I've, listen. I don't get to choose what's a blessing and what's not a blessing. And I don't get to choose what's a burden and not a burden. Aren't you glad that God didn't bless you with that relationship in high school that you prayed for? Aren't you glad he didn't bless you with the person that you prayed so much for? You thought they were a blessing. What? Guess what happened? You thought it was a blessing, but it was going to be a burden. And most things you thought were burdens ended up being blessings. The very job you're praying for and not getting, God probably knows it would destroy your mental health. That's why you're not getting it. But you think it was a blessing because it's $5,000 more. No, just because I see it as a blessing doesn't mean it's going to be a blessing. And just because I see something as a burden doesn't mean it's going to be a burden. I don't get to choose what blesses my life. God chooses what blesses my life. I don't get to just decide, oh, that looks good. So that should come to me. God's like, dude, you don't even know. That thing would kill you if I allowed it near you. And you're over here praying for it. 
that's why I can't really trust Tyler. Like, I really, like, when I'm praying for something, I think I'm ready for it. I think I can do it. I don't think I should, I think I should stop praying for stuff and just say, God, what, listen, God, what is your will? That's it. I'm not asking for anything because I don't even know what it's going to do, but he does. So why am I not just praying, God, your will, your will, your will be done? Because they're out of all this and we're done. Out of all this, God turns everything together for good. If that's the promise, there's only one thing I have to do. And what does it say? There's one thing, verse 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who what? Who love God. All of these promises, and it's like one of those infomercials. You get all this for one easy payment of, and it's like, you get all this for one easy payment of loving God. That's it. You mean to tell me, you look at me and tell me, God will make every bad thing good, and all I have to do in return is love him? What? That sounds like a deal to me. This is... This is only good for me. You have one job, love God. But Tyler, I really wanna start doing this. You have one job, love God. But I really think if I start doing this, you have one job, love God, that's it. There is nothing else on this planet you're responsible for doing. God will do everything else, all you're responsible with. You have one job to love God. That's it. But why is that so hard? Control. You have to give up control. That's it. Control over your finances, control over your family, control over your future. You have to give up control. Get your hands off of it. Because here's what I've learned. When I control something, I corrupt it. When I try to control my family, my faith, my future, my all this, when I try to control it, I mess it up. I mess it up really bad. Everything I control, I corrupt. And that's what he's saying, hey, if you'll just trust me, if you'll just give it to me, guess what? It won't be corrupted. It'll be good. I'll turn it for good. It'll work out. All you've got to do is give it to me. You have one job. Trust me. You have one job. Love me. You have one job. Put your faith in me. That's it. That's it. And so wherever you're at right now, you need to let go. You need to let go of your control. Whether it's over your finances, your family, your future, you need to let go. And that's my prayer for you wherever you're at that you would begin to relinquish that. You've messed it up. You've failed. You've made a miserable Tyler. I failed. I've made a miserable. No, no, no. We're giving up control. We're done. We're giving up control today. Lord, we love you. We're so grateful and thankful for you and who you are and what you do. And God, just use us. Use us. Use us. Use us. But I'm so glad that your word says and promises me that I can walk into every season knowing knowing that what you're doing and what you've done, what the bad things I'm going through right now, that you are turning it around for good, that the finances, you'll turn it around for good, that the family situations, you're turning it around for good, that everything I go through, you will make it good and you'll make it right. And God, I just want to right now, 
trust you, give over the control, and let you take control of it. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We praise you. It's your name we pray. And everybody say it. Amen. Hey, what's up? My name's Tyler, and you are a part of our Different Church YouTube campus. And I just want to say thank you. I'm the pastor here. And here's a few things that you can do to stay apart. One, subscribe and hit the notification bell. Be alerted anytime something drops or releases. We want you to be a part. We want you to be encouraged and inspired and figure out what your different is. But maybe you want to tell your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, whoever. Maybe you want to send that. Just share it. Because what I've learned in ministry, people will open a link to a church long before they ever open the door to a church. And maybe you're on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Follow us. Different Church Nashville. Be a part. See what we're doing every single day. And maybe, last but not least, you're an OG. You're a real one. You really want to get plugged in. All you got to do is go to different.church. That's D-F-R-N-T dot church to find out more about us, the church, uh, how to give, how to be a part, all of that. But I love you and I will see you next video.